0: What's going on, guys? Anthony here. Let's talk culture. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to switch up the game a bit and make make some new content here. I have some of the Q and A uh, pieces of content that I roll out. Uh, I have some of the uh, what else do I have actually? Uh, obviously, the long form interview content that I have out there, and then some of the solo content that I have out there. Um, where I'm kind of just ranting and raving on different topics around culture, employee experience, leadership, et cetera. Um, so I'm just thinking about different ways I can I can switch things up here in 2020, different ways that I can bring value, different ways I can um try to be helpful. Um this this content, I guess, today is gonna really be uh focused on a certain piece of a business, a certain piece of your of your staff. Um I think I think what I want to start doing also in 2020 is try to make content that is that is specific for certain uh, certain again certain pieces of your business whether it's uh, customer service like it is today, whether it's your sales director, whether it's like a VP of um, of operations, whether it's someone that's on the product side, whether it's uh, what whether, whether it's a cash register. Uh, cash register, whether it's a cashier, (laughs) Uh, I don't think I'd be giving content to a cash register, Um, but you guys get the drift, right? So what I'm trying to do is just make different content and make it uh, personalized so that you guys can really put things into effect immediately, um, opposed to kind of taking a more macro uh, theory like perspective on some of the content. So let's get into Let's Talk Culture uh, 001, the very first uh, episode. I want to talk about why it's important to be thoughtful about workflow design, thinking outside the box when it comes to benefits and salary allocation for your customer service representatives, right? So that's what I want to talk about today. For me and where I come from, it makes total sense and common sense to be incredibly thoughtful about the overall workflow design with your customer service people. The first reason—I'm just going to jump right into it. The first reason is you need to understand that they are literally the front-facing individuals on a, on a consistent basis with your with your um, with your customers. At a very simple level, that is a fact. They are the human beings that are going to be in touch with your customers almost more than anyone else on your team. And so, the workflow design from where I'm sitting pretty much means how much are you putting on their plate. How much are you being thoughtful about the overall design and structure of their role and making sure that things are, um, things are manageable, things are structured, things are, are put into a way that fits their overall way of thinking. Um, you have enough flexibility with your overall workflow design that it fits a Sally, it fits an Andrew, it fits a David, right? Because everyone thinks differently. And I don't think enough brands and management are thinking about that, right? You know, not everyone has the same capabilities from a mental perspective. Not everyone has the same backgrounds. Not everyone has the same strengths. Not everyone has the same weaknesses. And so I think with your systems, right, whether it's uh, your CRM system, whether it's certain protocols you have with plugging in data, whether it's um, some of the tech that you're using, um, you have to make sure that it has enough flexibility, enough unique variables for it to fit each and every person. And the reason why I'm giving you all these nuances around not putting too much in their plate, um, being thoughtful about the overall design of the systems, the tech, being thoughtful about um, the hours that these individuals work, um, you know, all of these things matter because they're going to be in touch with your customers more than almost anyone in your brand. And if they are stressed out, if they are freaking out, if they are annoyed, if they are in a state of discomfort that's going to show in their face. That's going to show up um, throughout, you know, the conversation. And, and customers are going to be able to hear that in their voice. That's going to show up in their ability to think clearly and make smart decisions. That's going to show up with um, and, and a lot of different factors. Right? I could keep going on about all the different ways that it could show up and be negative. And then obviously, I don't have to paint the picture of of what that could do for your brand. You know, if if you're running a company now that you know, your your customers could can, can can really make or break the success of the longevity of your brand and they are front facing with your customer your customer service representatives and they're talking to the talking to your customers nasty, talking to your customer disrespectfully, not very structured and organized, not being very helpful. Um, I'm sure that those customers are not going to be with the brand much longer. Um, I'm just gonna throw something out there that I I typically don't like to call anyone, call anyone out, but I, I, I'm going to give an example. Um, this isn't necessarily, uh, you know, a, a shot at this company, but it's just the reality. I have a little bit of a, a history with DoorDash, the company, the the delivery company, the delivery service, and their customer service is horrible. Uh, their overall service and the workflow design is very clunky. There are five, six, seven, eight different levels of customer service representatives that I have to go through to get things done. And um, their overall attitudes are not very polite. Um, Their overall ability to make decisions and understand and comprehend the different complexities of my issues are not very effective. Um, And it's just not a good service. And so it makes my perspective of DoorDash uh, not very good, right? And so that's just a very simple example of what I'm saying is it makes my perspective of their service not good. Thus, I'm slowly over time, probably not going to use that service. I may go to a Postmates, I may go to an Uber Eats, or whatever the case is going to be, simply because my experience with customer service was not effective. And our HR leaders, our CEOs, our VP of people, we can impact that. We can make A positive impact on the overall outcomes financially with the business, the overall longevity of customers staying with the brand based off of how we support the customer service, based off how we support the workflow design. Um, And as I was giving that DoorDash example, you know, it really made me start to think about different ways that we can, you know, think thoughtfully about, you know, how we are how are we? How are we positioning our customer service to have the the ability to make decisions? You know, every single customer service representative should have a, a list, uh, literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever the case is going to be, of problems that will typically come up and ways to fix those problems without having to get approval. That creates speed, and again, that creates culture. That. Shows your customer service representatives that you trust them, that there's a level of autonomy throughout the entire company, that there's a level of accountability that will flow throughout the entire company. You know, culture doesn't just have to be this, you know, this uh, emotional type thing. Culture is not just the company parties, culture is not just the one on ones and getting to know an employee. Culture At a very simple level is what I just said, it's the workflow design, it's giving people autonomy, it's creating systems and behaviors where that autonomy and that trust can flow throughout their entire company, which can create speed, which inevitably will create more dollars for the brand. Uh, And so that's another thing that I would say that a lot of companies should think about with workflow design. So that's my perspective on the workflow design and the autonomy and the structure um, as it pertains to customer service representatives. Now, let's talk about thinking outside the box as it pertains to benefits and salary allocation. So let's talk about this, right? Let's go. Let's go with salary first. Um, I think I talked about this before. And uh, you know what? I'm probably just going to let the cat out the bag. Um, Coming up here in February, we have Jason Freed is going to be the CEO and founder of an amazing platform and an amazing uh, service called Basecamp is going to be a a guest here in mid-February. So uh, I want you guys to get ready for it. If any of you guys have questions, insights, thoughts, perspectives, please email me at anthonyvon2015 at gmail.com or at employee1business2 at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts, or you can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever you guys want to do. He has, and I've talked about this before, he has a base salary model where there's not one person in his company that doesn't make a certain amount of money based off of where they live, based off of the complexities of that area. So again, I think I already gave you guys simple examples, but um, let's say that they were to do this here, where I'm living. Um, here, where I'm living in the Harford County area, if someone is making, if one person is making fifty-five to sixty-five thousand a year, they could comfortably afford a nice-sized townhouse and you know, support themselves at a pretty decent level, right? And so if I were Jason, that would probably be the standard that I would create here in this certain area that I'm living. So that's kind of like the model of what he does. He makes sure that everyone in his company uh, makes a baseline certain amount that is incredibly comfortable for them to live. And he does this because of the psych- psychological elements of it. He does this because he doesn't want people to have to worry about finances, right? He knows the amount of time and stress that it takes to think about those dynamics and how that can pull away from creativity that can pull away from innovation that can pull away from the flow of work. Um, so that's something I would probably do for customer service representatives to be very straight up with you guys. Um, now I try not to make these blankets, blanket statements because that really determines, uh, the, the, the margins in a brand that really determines, uh, where the brand is at the moment financially but that also determines you know what the CEOs and the C-level suite you know executives want to do I've been saying this for a while guys and I will continue to say it I'm a big fan of C-level executives and CEOs taking less money to pull 5000 to 12000 off of each person's long-term salary or benefits or you know bonuses And, you know, take that extra 60, 50, 80, 100, 200 grand and spread it throughout your team because it makes the most sense. Because at the end of the day, yes, you're a C-level executive, your strategies, which is what drives the company forward, but your core level employees is what maintains a brand and what allows your brand to live, right? Because if you only had C-level executives, then what you would really have is, a consulting firm of strategy and thoughts and insights, right? You wouldn't have an, a legitimate product or a service. So um, I'm a big fan and, and I'm imploring every single company that has a customer service representative or two or 15 or 100 or 300. Let's pay them well. Uh, let's pay them incredibly well if we can based off the margins, right? And how do we do that, right? You can do like Jason does and you can look at where they're living and look at uh, the dynamics there, cost of housing, cost of gas, cost of food, cost of extracurriculars around the community. And, uh, you know, you can populate a number that you know for a fact will give them a chance and a shot at living comfortably. You can also, if you're a smaller brand, reverse engineer each person one by one by one and, uh, you know, negotiate a number that will f- what that will fit their personal life. I'm a huge fan of that. Um, The reason why we're doing this again is these customer service representatives are front facing to the brand at a very simple level. That is the truth. That is the reality. And if they are financially feeling good, if they workflow design perspective are feeling good, if these things are happening, you know that their overall behavior and their overall personality and their overall perspective of the brand is going to rise. Thus, their ability to be pleasant Their ability to be nice, ability to be kind, ability to think and have innovation and problem solve is going to spike. Uh, It's common sense. It's science. It's a fact. It's the reality. So I would have you guys think about that. And the last thing that I would think about is benefits structure. I want to give tips to companies that don't have a lot of money because let's talk about that one of the one of the most effective ways that you guys can create a benefit structure that almost costs no money is through relationships and time. Let me break this down for you guys. Let's say you have customer you have eight customer representatives, right? And they're all between the ages of 19 and 27, okay? I'm positive that and I'm sorry for getting a little bit excited there, but I you know, I'm not a fan of brands thinking that their employees are going to be there for 40 years when they are a customer service representative. So I'm positive that 98% of those people are going to have other aspirations. They may want to be a video editor. They may want to be a video editor. a videographer. They may want to be a designer. They may want to get into fashion. They may want to be a blogger. They may they may want to be they may want to go to the military. They may want to be a consultant. They may want to go back to school. They may want to do a lot of different things. I'm a big fan of taking the Chick fil A, Burger King model where they have kind of like the um, hey, we'll send you to school and give you uh, money towards a, um, a scholarship, but make it an even more tangible than that, making it even more personal than that, where I would reverse engineer each one of your eight customer representatives and figure out what they want to be overall in life and figure out the people they need to meet, the connections they need to have, the information they need to, um, you know, populate over a course of of, of amount of time and over six months, eight months, I I would create an IDP, an individualized development plan that's personalized for them to exit them out of the company over that eight month span into their career that they actually want, right? I would do that. Like I would legitimately do that. I would do that because I know a couple things would happen. Number one, at a very simple level, and I've talked about this a lot of times throughout the podcast, simply doing this at a very authentic level, they would begin to have conversations with friends and family about what is happening, about how their manager is a freaking boss, how their manager is amazing, how this company is freaking spectacular, and the next time their cousin or their friend or their mother needs a, a job at some point or know someone that needs a job, they may decide to let someone know that they're working there and, and what you guys do for this person and how amazing the brand and culture is. That's really cool. And they should consider that like these things are real. Those type of situations definitely occur. Um, another reason why this is a, a good idea is the overall karmic aspect to it. I'm a big believer in this. It just makes good human being sense to help people be in the best positions overall in their life to win because you never know who they will eventually be. They may be the leader of a vendor or a partner in 12 years that you need to leverage to scale your brand, and now they remember what you did for them 12 years prior, thus the relationship is there, thus you guys can ink a deal faster. You just never know what could happen. I'm just a big fan of this, and there's a lot of other reasons at a very emotional culture Um good human being level and perspective to do something like this. Um, It just makes a ton of sense for me. And, you know, and then also here's another way of looking at it from a benefits perspective. You know, there's a lot of other things that you can do. You can pay attention to the other aspects of their life. Pay attention when their daughter may need a new pair of goggles because you hear them talking about it at the, you know, at the coffee pot in the morning, you know, in the break room. And next thing you know, you come in that, you know, four hours later, two hours later after you ran to Dick's and you have a new pair of goggles. Thinking thoughtfully about different things that are happening with their car, with their family members, with their their personal sports and music interest and finding different ways to populate conversations Uh, Pay for small things that are correlated to their family that you know will help them at an emotional level. There are so many little tiny things that you can do from a benefits perspective, right? People always think about benefits as dentists and, you know, uh, your primary care doctors. And, you know, your 401ks and, you know, your stock options and, you know, your matching programs and all these other things that are correlated to benefits. Right. And the bonuses. But there are so many other things that you can do that would actually hit home at a much more emotional level that would at the the end of the day, make their overall perspective of the brand at an emotional level be much more positive. Um, and thus those feelings, they, they move towards behaviors and actual action. Thus more good can happen for the brand in their day-to-day role. Um, and so this was pretty lengthy, but in pretty in depth and pretty practical. So I'm hoping that you guys found value. I'm hoping that you guys enjoyed the first episode of let's talk culture and, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, whether it was the workflow design whether it was thinking outside the box with the benefits or the salary allocation, I'm hoping that this was super helpful for any brand out there that has customer service representatives because at the end of the day, uh, it all makes a ton of sense for me and I'm thinking that it would all make a ton of sense for you. Thanks so much.